Hey friends, welcome back to Kicking It with the Texas Chunkla. I'm attorney Jesse Hernandez, the Texas Chunkla, and today we are kicking it with my friend Christy Waters. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good. It's been a day, but I'm good. Oh, aren't they all days lately? <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. We'll get it, we'll get it, we'll get it. We'll get, we'll get it down. Uh, Christy, tell the friends at home who may not know you, which would be amazing if they didn't know you, um, tell them who you are. Uh, I am a local drag queen here in San Antonio. I am three-time winner, best drag queen in the city. I host and run and direct the drag brunch at Paramore Rooftop Bar uh, weekly. And yeah. Okay, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. So Christy, drag queen, how did you get into it? Uh, I started uh, back home in Corpus. I was in Rocky Horror Picture Show, and I played Brad, and never wanted to be a drag queen. I never thought that was a thing. Was Brad in the show, and then one of the girls had a, a birthday during the run of the show, and she wanted a drag party. So we all went and dragged the girls, boys, boys as girls. And at the end of the night, we were all drunk, and they said, let's go do a talent night at the local uh, gay bar in Corpus. Did it and I won, and then they said you have to come back next week as part of your uh, winning. And I was like, no, I don't do this. I'm not like I'm not a drag queen. This is just like a one time thing. And like, well, you're gonna get paid. And I'm like, okay, I'll be there. <laughs> so then it just kind of like snowballed into what it is today, and I just haven't haven't stopped. <laughs> okay, so I was I was talking to this about Joseph because I haven't seen Rocky Horror Picture Show in a long time. But Brad was like the square, like the 50s. Yeah, he, the, the glasses, yeah. the the boyfriend to, to Janet. Uh, but at the end of the show, they all kind of end up in drag. Okay. And they do this big number at the end of the show. Um, and it was just kind of like, it's my first time my parents ever saw me in drag, if you want to call it that. Um, and then I did it for so long, living at home with them. They never knew that I was a drag queen, left everything at the bar. Um, kind of hid it from them until I moved here. Really? And that's whenever they found out. Oh, wow. What was their, may I ask what their reaction was when they? When, at the, well, when I was doing drag in, at, in Corpus, they still had no idea I was gay. We all, I think we all went through that at some <laughs> point. Um, I was still straight. I did theater and that was my like escape. Okay. Um, I finally moved out to, to move to San Antonio. Uh, then that's when I came out that I was gay. Still, I never told them that I was doing drag. I felt that it was just too much at one time. <laughs> then uh, a few years ago past, I had a booking in Vegas. And I thought, you know, maybe I should tell them just in case <laughs> something were to happen uh, on the flight or whatever. So I was like, let me just tell them. And I was like, well, I have to go to Vegas for this thing. And uh, my dad was super cool with it. He's like, well, as long as you're safe and make you money, then you're cool. My mom was a little more why do you want to do this? You want to be a girl? And I was like, no, it's, it's more of a show. It's just putting on a show just like I do in theater. Now, uh, uh, my dad passed a few years ago, but at, before he passed, we had all kind of like, they'd seen the show. They would watch it on YouTube and, uh, or see videos. Um, and then now my mom comes to the show. So it's kind of, Oh like, really? Yeah. So it's now it's like they, she gets it. She's like, oh, okay, it's a show. You're making money. 
Um, so now it's kind of a cool thing. Like when I do win like awards or whatever, I tell her about it and she gets all excited. She's really excited yeah. for you. Um, so going back to Corpus, going back to when you started, before you were doing drag, you were a teacher. Yes. Uh, not in Corpus, but here. Okay. Uh, okay. I, it's it's always weird that like when the that story comes out, it's everyone thinks I was a teacher in Corpus. I was never in Corpus. I moved here okay. to do that. Did it for about five years and I was done. I was, I don't want to take care of your, you take care of your own kids. <laughs> Teachers need more money. And it was, <laughs> it was, I was doing it and I was making more money doing drag than I was teaching. So I was like, I can do this, make my own schedule, make more money than, than teaching. So I was like, I I'm done. Okay. Uh, I give props to anybody that is a teacher. If you know a teacher, send them money, send them donations because they need it. Um, but yeah, it, it just, it kind of blew my mind that I was making more money that doing this, dressing up and dancing around to somebody else's music for three minutes than someone that has gone to school and given their life to teaching other people. So it's kind of weird that drag is a moneymaker. Well, it's entertainment, right? Yeah. So, uh, and you've always been kind of into theater and entertainment? Yeah. I went to school, um, started in theater, uh, and that's what I wanted to do was just do theater, and then it kind of transferred over to the teaching part. Okay. So, yeah, just, it's, it's kind of weird that I thought I was going to be one thing, and then somehow, somewhere in there, my my plan and my, the the... My um, my life goals all changed in kind of like a couple years. So that, that's amazing. Like just one night, like if you hadn't gone to that mm -hmm. to that friend's party, you know, you may not have gotten that opportunity to to do the show, and yeah. then someone offering you a, a regular gig out yeah. of that. Yeah, it just it just uh, it just happened, and then looking back, it's like, yeah, I mean, what if, what if I would have never done that show, or if I was never casted in that role, or you know, would I be here today at this point? You know, that's amazing. Uh, that's amazing that like one night, and I guess that's, that's so many ways that life is, is like one night, mm -hmm. one day, one decision. Um, so when you first started in that, that gig down in Corpus, uh, were you already Christy Waters? Did you have no. a different name? Uh, I, I went in and I was like, oh, it's, a, it's just like a talent night. It's a one-time thing. Uh, didn't have a drag name. Didn't have, didn't have any kind of, experience at all um one of the girls that was in the show was the one that like put me into drag um to do i borrowed somebody's outfit from like a show um and i did river deep mountain high by celine Dion. i was about to ask if you remembered was, what you did first <laughs> that was my very first song and um yeah they they're like you need to come back next week to do this and i was like no 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 um so i went back and they're like well what's your drag name and i'm like i don't have one <laughs> So I kind of came up with it like on the spot and I was from Corpus Christi and it's by the water. So Christy waters. Okay. That makes a yeah. lot of sense. So that's how I kind of came up with that. <laughs> I love that. Um, if you had to describe, you know, a, a set, a drag set to someone who's never seen a drag show, uh, how would you describe it? What, what is it? Like a, like a drag show? Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say it's, it's, um, kind of like a circus mixed with a Britney Spears concert, but very low budget. 
okay. that makes any sense. <laughs> so it's like Britney lip syncs, we lip sync. <laughs> don't don't come for me. She does, <laughs> but we still love her. Um, and it's kind of like it's. I look at it as like a circus, a comedy show. It's kind of all these different genres of entertainment kind of combined into an hour. Okay. And you know, some girls sing live, some are dancers, and some uh, can do like aerial stuff or and some are just like me i'm just i'm to me i'm a comedian okay i'm more of the the funny part of the show um so it's a lot of different types of entertainment wrapped up into to an hour okay so if you've never seen one go see one you know open your mind and you know it's not what everybody thinks it is with all these like protests going on in the world right now it's not a some shows are meant for 21 and up <laughs> So yes, but they're not all what people think that they are. It's not all about sex or um, taboo stuff. It's 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 a way to just leave your everyday life for an hour and just enjoy yourself. You know, I always say that it's like going to a circus or going to um, a concert. You're taking yourself away from an hour, you know, of your everyday life to just enjoy something, just to smile. Okay. So. That's that's really interesting because I, I think a lot of people do have misconceptions. They think that it's it's something that's exclusively erotic, and I know mm -hmm. it can be, um, but that that's all it is, and that you know um, that's the only type of audience that's going to be there. But mm -hmm. you you host a drag show, yeah. Um, and so, what is that show like when you do them uh, at Paramore? So I my show, most of all the shows that I do are twenty one and up. Okay, because um, it's a bar. It's a bar. Um, I don't hold back of what I say. I cuss a lot. Um, I'm very open about what I talk about. Um, yes, I have done shows that are all ages shows and I know to censor myself. I know that, uh, I do a lot of university like tours. Okay. Um, and those are like 18, 19, you know, year old kids. And we're told you can't do nothing sexual, nothing vulgar, no, no cussing. And you have to you have to censor yourself. It's a school. It's meant for them to to be an educational purpose for them. But there are times when you can have fun right. and do these kinds of shows. Now, yes, not all my shows are not for like at all. Like leave your kids at home. I'm sure you want to take the time off and get away yeah. from your kids. Leave them at home. Um, but yeah, it's uh, a lot of people just think that they're they're meant to be sexual and you know, and it's not. It's like we wear more clothes than Hooters girls. Right. I've got like right on right now I have, you know, four or five pairs of pantyhose on, uh, padding, a costume, a wig. Like the only part of my body that's my skin is my face and my hands and my toes. Everything else is covered up. Right. And you go to Twin Peaks or Ojos Locos or yes. um, Hooters and they have less clothes on than we do. Right. So it's like how is where where's like that double standard or right. or um not not the double standard but like the i don't know the word for it like when parents take their kids to over there yeah but that's okay but not to a drag show like right and i mean to be fair like if i was going to lol comedy club you know there's some comedians that I would not take my 10 year old yeah. to see because they're going to use language. They're going to talk about adult situations. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it's fair to say, like, if you're in a bar, like, yes, you, you may be exposed to yeah. some 
adult I mean, language. Even even in like Coyote Ugly, like going there, right? It's not meant for a kid. Right. You know, yes, they're not doing anything vulgar or sexual, but it's the same kind of concept. Like you're in a bar with half naked girls for enjoyment. So, I mean, I wouldn't take my kids there. I'm already, I, don't, I don't have any, but my, my nephews or my nieces, right. like, they're not old enough. Like, take them to Chuck E. Cheese. Right. There's take, appropriate places. Take them to Peter Piper. Spaces. <laughs> oh, I love Peter. If they're going, I'll go with them because I love the Peter. <laughs> it's my favorite pizza. And I know that, I know, people are going to say there's better pizza, but whatever. Um, okay. So, sorry, I'm jumping back because I'm taking you back to... Like right now, I, I know that I am in the presence of San Antonio's most expensive water, <laughs> um, but I'm assuming that it wasn't always that way when you first came up here no. and you're you're trying to make a name for yourself. Um, tell us a little bit about that journey. Uh, so I moved here, oh God, 2016, 17, around that time. Um, I kind of quit drag for a little bit when I was teaching. Then I was, I started doing it again and it was like getting up so early and then doing this and then doing the shows and leaving early. So I was just, that's when I, I cut all that out and I just did this full time. Uh, I knew doing this full time, it was, I'm losing benefits. I'm losing health insurance. Um, I now have to pay for it on my own mm-hmm. without it just coming out of my normal paycheck. Um, so I took a chance and I thought I can just make this my career. And thankfully, um, I've made it into this business um, that it's become now. Um, when I first started doing drag again, back again here, uh, I started at a small little bar named Bobbio's okay. off of Hildebrand. It's not there anymore. Uh, I was there for seven years. It was a little Latin bar. And that's when I became more in touch with the Hispanic culture. Before, I would never do a Spanish song. I would, I knew Selena. <clears throat> that was about it, you know. Um, working there, we had to do Spanish. So I learned a lot more of my, you know, my Hispanic heritage. Um, and I learned to love it. So now I like to, you know, I'm, I would say, oh, I'm Latina. And, you know, whatever. And, um, but I don't know enough Spanish. <laughs> I mean, I know the words to get me in trouble. And that's about it. Um, then I started doing the brunch at Paramore. Um Bobbio's shut down right before COVID happened. And then we started doing more shows at Paramore, like the, our Moulin Rouge show, the Peep show. We have a, a male burlesque show. Um, what else do we have? The brunch. Uh, there's all these different shows that we have now. Um, and then I started traveling more. And then uh, a girl that we brought down from Chicago, Chantel DeMarco, uh, she was here. And she was here for a whole weekend and I let her talk on the mic for a little bit. And she, she was the one that came up with the term San Antonio's most expensive water. Okay. And it just kind of stuck. And now I'm, everybody says it. So it's like, thank you, Chantel. (laughs) Um, But yeah, she was the one that kind of came up with it like on the spot during a show. And it's just become my thing now. So you can either buy Fiji water, you can buy Christy water. What do you want? (laughs) It's one of a kind. Um, So, in addition to doing the standing gigs, what other types of gigs do you do? Do you do, like, uh, shows in other towns? Do you travel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, I, where was the last? It's been a while because I've just done, there's been so much going on at Paramore. Um, I was in Houston. We did a whole Gaga concert in Houston. I've done L.A. I've done Vegas. 
um, New York. Um, don't know where else. That's about it. <laughs> uh, Corpus, Dallas, Houston, El Paso, the Valley. Um, but most of it is here in town. I do um, a one-woman show, like a stand-up comedy show. Uh, I did four of them right before COVID again. COVID kind of just fucked everybody up. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I have a one-woman stand-up comedy show. Hopefully, I'm doing it again for October this year. Okay. Um, so it's in the works, but... Hopefully it all comes together. Um, but yeah. Okay. So along the way, um, I, I know that for me as, as an attorney, you know, you learn, you learn the basic stuff and you kind of learn by watching other people. But every once in a while, there's like people that come in and they're like mentors and they're like, hey, this is, this is the way we got to do it. This is the way we, we do things here. Um, do you have any, any folks that along your journey you look at as mentors in drag? I never really had anyone when I was growing up um, that like taught me all of this. <clears throat> I kind of had to just learn it on my own. And when I started, there was no YouTube or TikTok or anything to kind of show us how to do it. You just had to go in and hope that you looked pretty and that the audience liked you <laughs> and that the girls liked you. Um, you would sit there in, in the backstage and I would just watch the other girls get ready and see how she did her makeup or whatever. And that's, I just kind of like, let me try that and do this. And that's how I learned how to do most of all of this. Um, I look up to like other girls that are like in like pageant scenes and stuff. But for the most part, it's like, it's just me. Um, I've kind of just done it always on my own. So, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Because like you said, when you started, you, you'd never done it before. And now you're literally an icon um, at this. So that is absolutely amazing that it's all self-taught because I often talk to Joseph um, because we work together and I ask him like, how'd you learn to do all this editing and all this video? He's like, YouTube. Uh, and that seems to be the answer. But with yeah. no YouTube, I can't imagine. Yeah. Like, now, now I use it. Now it's like I go on TikTok and I watch makeup videos or um, how to style wigs or anything like that. But yeah, back then it was kind of just, you're on your own and- oh, wow. Whatever happens, happens, and hope that the audience likes you. So coming up, um, you know, I, I know a lot of a lot of industries are different, and a lot of um, the entertainment scene can be really helpful and a great experience, and a lot of it can be toxic. Um, when you're coming up, and and people are starting to notice, like, okay, this 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 Christy Waters, she's she's someone, she's she's going to be someone. Um, were there a lot of people extending their hands, saying, "Hey, girl, let me help you up," or was it like? cutthroat and like mm. yeah um how do i put it in a nice way <laughs> oh we don't have to be nice on this channel <laughs> um yeah when i <clears throat> when i started back at home in corpus there was no um it wasn't a sisterhood they were and it, it was a tight they were very okay. tight and close and anybody knew that came in you had to work your way up and you, I mean, cause they were the ones that were doing it, you know, and anybody knew you had to, um, what's the word like pay your dues or, okay. um, do the talent nights, do the free shows and, um, work your way to the top because back home when I was starting, it was the same seven, eight girls that were there and they're fabulous girls. Uh, and now like we're all really close and we're all good friends and, we're all in each other's shows now. 
Um, but when I was starting, it was very hard to make a name for yourself, especially in Corpus, because I still feel that today Corpus is still so behind. Okay. I when I go back home, it's like nothing has ever changed. Like in a really conservative sense, or no, like just just in the city itself. Okay. Like to me, I don't think I would ever move back to Corpus unless it was to like help my mom. Mm -hmm. uh, I really I want her to move up here, because um, Corpus is just a retirement city. Okay. It's just a go buy a little beach house and live on the beach. Um, I go back and there's still a Mervins. <laughs> like, I don't know if anybody knows what a Mervins is or a Sears. Like, right. they're still over there. And it's like, it's like a time warp. You, It's like you drive into Corpus and from the moment I left, nothing has changed. Like store-wise or um, they just don't grow. It's just kind of stuck in the 90s. Um, so growing up trying to become somebody, it was very hard because it was, those are our girls and that's who we want and that's it. Um, moving here, I felt there was a lot more opportunity because there was a lot more places to perform. Corpus, there's, right now there's only one club, one gay bar that you can go to and do shows. When I was coming up, it was two bars and that was it. Here we have, um four different bars on the strip. There's a lot of straight clubs that are doing shows now. Um, and it's very accepting here. I feel like San Antonio is very accepting in other communities. Um, I just went to the gas station right before this and I'm thinking, oh my God, they're going to look at me crazy because I'm all, you know, I look like a Christmas tree. And it's like, <laughs> they were like, oh, you this and that. Oh, it looks so pretty. And I'm just like, don't talk to me. Leave me alone. Let me just get what I'm getting and it's like, so I can get out. But I feel like San Antonio is super um, welcoming of every type of person, um, whether they're gay, bi, trans, or whatever. Um, they're super welcoming here. Um, so I, when I started here, yes, it was hard because I didn't know anybody here. I didn't have like a connection to get in. And then I just started doing it on my own and I got into that the, the little Latin bar and I just did it all on my own and I became the host. Um, I got into Paramore and that kind of blew up. And I have, a, I ha now I have more of a straight following than a gay following. Okay. Um, which is nice. Cause I feel like straights appreciate it more cause they see it as an art form and the gays are kind of like, eh, we've seen her do that number before. <laughs> Brittany didn't wear that in her video. We'll give her a dollar. <laughs> And at a, with a straight club, a straight uh, crowd, they're just amazed by something as simple as just a costume, you know. And at a gay bar, they're there to get drunk and hair. And, Girl, we've seen her last <laughs> night. We don't want to see her again. Bring someone else out. So uh, now I feel like it's it's become this big attraction at straight straight bars. Um, so now I feel like it's easier for girls to get in. Yeah, when I started, it was very, it was hard. It was very cutthroat. Do you feel like that that welcoming um, attitude uh, by the straight community, uh, do you feel like that's attributable to things like uh, RuPaul's Drag Race? Or do yeah. you think it's the other way around where seeing like local drag queens has made it more acceptable on a national level? I will say with, with Drag Race, it's helped people's minds open um, to show the backside of it that... Because most people just come out, to, when they see a show, they just see us come out and perform. They don't, 
get that there's an hour or two before this that we've had to get up early to get in drag, to do all this, to create a costume and get a mix made and do your hair and your makeup. And we're tired from the night before too. And it's like, we're having to get up at 8 a.m. <laughs> to get into drag, to go do this show. Um, so I think uh, Drag Race has helped people understand that, that side of it. Um, but it's like a double, ed, what, what's the... The double-edged sword? Yeah, it's because they, they see Drag Race and that's all they care about. We want to see the girls that are on TV. We want to see RuPaul and all that. They don't get that there's a lot of local girls to me that are 10 times better than half the girls on that show that do a lot more than the girls on that show. I give them all respect and props and hey, you're on the show and that's, I wish I was on the show. Uh, but there's a lot of local girls that are a lot better and can do a lot more than they're doing. Um, what we see on TV is a reality show. We're seeing um, a scripted reality show. A lot of that we don't ever do. We Most of us don't sing and they make them sing. We don't write books. They're making them write books. And it's like, it's a, it's a entertainment for television. We, yes, we do the same thing, but at a more real level. Okay. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say like, it's, it's like they, the, it's opened their minds, but they want to see them. They right. would rather see them. So like working in shows with like a RuPaul girl, you'll see people tip them twenties and hundreds. And it's like these, some of these girls will come out and they will just walk to, a, to the most boring song you've ever heard. And they're throwing money at them. And then we come out and we're doing kicks and uh, splits and dancing and twirls and this and that. And here's a dollar. Yeah. So it's, it's like, yes, it's helped them realize like that it's an art form. It's all this, but they still don't get that the local girls are the ones working harder than these other girls. Right. It's like very similar to like live music where the local bands mm -hmm. are grinding it out every yep. night, but a big name comes yep. in and like everyone goes nuts. Yeah. It's, I, it's the same with like, like, um, with like Lady Gaga, she got lucky, got, got signed and everybody loves her and selling out concert arenas. And then maybe the next girl that was right next to her that was maybe saying better didn't play that night. So that I, she I'm going to call her. blasphemy on that. No one sings better than <laughs> well, Lady no, Gaga. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm going to have to respectfully. I, no, 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 I'm with you on that. But, I get what like, you're saying. Um, yeah. But like that, it's like that one girl may have not been there that night and they didn't get to see her. Yeah. So I feel like it's the same way in, in this way. Like, if you audition for Drag Race and you don't get picked, it kind of sucks because it's like some of these girls are on that show. You're like, you're on the show. <laughs> How did you make it? <laughs> so I, I definitely understand. Like, I definitely get that. Yeah, Gaga's number one. She's number one. <laughs> um, oh, wow. There are so many different things you said that I want to follow up with. <laughs> but um, so that being said, what is when it comes to entertaining as a drag queen, what is the pinnacle? Is it being on a show like Drag Race or uh, is it something else? I don't really know. I mean, still to this day, like things come about that it's, I don't think you need Drag Race to be successful. Um, I've done it without being on Drag Race. I may not be nationwide known, but I have a really big following 
without a TV show. Um, I think you can make anything, whether it's you know a drag queen or a singer or a lawyer, anything, you can be successful without having all the bells and the whistles. Um, it would be great to, to do that, but you don't need all of that to be somebody or to have a name for yourself. I think now with TikTok and um, YouTube and social media, there's people that you would never think would be a, a household name have become these household names. Right. And it's just because one video that explodes or whatever, you know? So like right now on, on drag race right now, there's two girls that are from TikTok that have never performed a day in their life. And now they're on a national television show because of TikTok. So it's like, Yes, I would love to be on the show and I would love all of that, but I'm happy with what I'm doing right now. And I think that's the, the, the goal is just to be happy with who you are and what you're doing. I absolutely love that because that, that makes so much sense across all genres as to what you can define success as, as being happy. Because mm-hmm. really that's, that's all that matters, right? Yeah, because I mean, you, look, you watch these um, like documentaries like with Britney how she was in a conservatorship for so long. And we all thought, oh, this we love her. We are going to go see her. But we never knew the backside of it, where she was never happy. She didn't want to be there. She didn't want to do it. And you look at it and it's like, is that success? Is that fame? Like, hating what you're doing? Or is it is success like being happy in who you are and enjoying what you do every day? Um, so like me, like, yes, it's getting up at 8 a.m., to get in drag and all of this and it may suck some days but the audience showing up and showing their love is what makes everything worth it um and I think that's what makes me happy so I think being knowing who you are and knowing what makes you happy and what makes you want to wake the, up the next day to do this is what makes you successful I love that um, you are, without a doubt, highly decorated, <laughs> as in you've received lots of awards, yeah. um, the best of multiple times. What is it that you attribute the continued success and the continued um, support from your fans? What is it that you, you attribute to that? I don't really know. Like, I will say when I won uh, San Antonio's, uh, the current's best of, the first time, it really... It was kind of like a um, reassurance of what I was doing because it was an award from the city, from from the people of the city. Because, um, yeah, you can hear people every day say, oh, you're great. We love you. Mm-hmm. And those are wonderful. But to get an award that was voted on by the city is kind of cool. Um I don't know. It's a hard one. It is. But I, I think it's it's nice that it's it's from this like the people of the city. So it's kind of cool that I can call people like AJ and Spurs Jesus like friends. And it's like these are people that um I never thought I would meet, you know. And it's because of doing this, I've got to, the mayor. <laughs> like I've done four four or five different shows with the mayor as a drag queen. So it's kind of like, I would have never thought I would have ever met him or at all. That it would bring you this far. Yeah. 
So it's kind of like things like little things like that are like the cool parts of this getting to meet certain people. And, um, I don't know. That's, I've got the key to the city of Del Rio nice, for okay. doing drag. Like it's like, it's, you look at it and it's like, I have the silliest job in the world. I get up, I put a wig on, I put girls clothes on and I dance around to somebody else's music. But it's like, you never know what someone else will get out of that. So I, it's, that's what kind of makes all this worth it. I love that. Um, so you have gotten to do a lot of cool things and, and you've done amazing things. If you had to pick one, and I know it's going to be super hard. If you had to pick one thing uh, that you've done because of Christy Waters, what's your absolute favorite? Uh, it's not hard because it's, it's a really cool one. Okay. Um, I got to open up as Lady Gaga when she was here in town in 2014. I don't know if that's the right year, but the R-Pop tour. Okay. They hired me to walk into the arena as her. Really? Um, and then I, we got we got tickets to like the pit and all this. Did but you get to meet her? Didn't get to meet oh. her. Uh, that would have been like the icing on the top. <laughs> but uh, the radio, her, uh, not the radio. Um, oh my God. The studio. Okay. The, the label? The label reached out to um, Russell Rush. And I got to know I got to know Russell Rush before this, and he called me and said they're looking for someone to go in, dressed as her, to walk in the arena to do an interview, and then to make people believe that she just got dropped off at the the venue. And I said I'll do it. And my first question was, do I get to meet her? And he's like, Well, I'll get you tickets. And I'm like, Well, I already have tickets. And he's like, They're better tickets, so just sell yours. <laughs> um, but I, I would say that was like one of the the biggest coolest things I've ever got to do. That's absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, that would, that's amazing. I love that. So obviously there's, there's been really high highs and that's, that's an amazing one. Um, are there, have there been really bad lows or there, is there a negative side to this for you? Um, not really a negative side. I mean, there's a lot of hate that I do get. Um, not necessarily from like audience, but from, our community. Um, didn't know we were going to go here. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good things that come out of this. Um, there is a lot of negativity that also comes with this field. Um, if I went back to like my 20-year-old days, I would have been in the comments and fighting back. Spitting back at them, yeah. Now I've learned that it doesn't, they that doesn't mean anything. If they want to talk, let them talk. Hey, my name's in your mouth. Thanks. Uh, they don't like it. Cool. Don't come to my show. Um, because for every person that doesn't like me, there's a hundred more that do like me. Um, but yeah, my, my younger Christy Waters days. Oh yeah. I would have been in the comments and fighting back and bitch this and bitch that. And, uh, would it have ruined your day back then? Would it have yeah, stayed with it, you? It would have, uh, if I would have seen like, Oh, she's this or she's that. I, it's all I would think about for the rest of the day was th this one person that was saying shit about me. Now it's like, thanks for the comment. Cool. Thanks See for boosting my engagement. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, now it's like, I let them talk. I let them say what they want because at the end of the day, RuPaul puts it best. Like if they're not paying your bills, don't pay them any mind. The only people that I have to like worry about making happy is my boss um, and myself. 
you know. So as long as he's happy and he's making money, cool. If I'm making money, great. So anything else is kind of just like, eh, don't listen to it. We've had a lot of uh, like social media creators on the show so far. And um, like we said, there's lots of highs and there's lots of lows. There's lots of people that, that love you and say the most amazing things. Lots of people that say the worst things. Um, and both of those, the positivity and the negativity, can take like a mental health drain. Um, feeling like you always have to be on or, you know, worrying about, okay, is this what this one person said? Is this what a thousand other people are thinking? What do you do to kind of help keep your mental health in check? Uh, I go on uh, self-dates a lot. Okay. Uh, it's really weird. Um, I'll go to the movies by myself or I'll go to dinner by myself um, and just kind of block out the world for a little bit. Because uh, it is really draining. A show is really draining, not not just physically, um, because it's you're all tied up and you're 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 tight and the corsets and the wigs and and then dancing you know i'm when i do a, a brunch i'm on stage from 11 a.m till 5 up there with all these Jeez. people yeah um so yeah my feet are dead by uh by sunday night and uh i just i'm in bed all day monday so a lot of my friends know like don't call me on mondays because <laughs> i'm not doing nothing um but just the exchange with somebody else. Like the when we meet people after the show, they want to tell you their stories and you want to give them as much love as the person before. And I may be up there dying and sweaty and in so much pain, but I can't show them that. I can't show them that I, I don't want to listen to your story. I want to get out of this. Because a lot of girls do that. A lot of girls will just be like, I'm done. I'll go change or whatever. I'll stay and I stay and I talk to every person until they leave. And then I go and I'm like, I'm done and I just want to get out of here. But I know that they're there because there's something about the show or me or whatever that they find special. So you have to give them as much love as the last person. Um, I hear a lot of, there was one story that always sticks with me is um, this girl came with her brother to the brunch and it was their first thing together as him coming out that he was gay. And a couple months go by and he was diagnosed with cancer hmm. and he passed. And she came back maybe a year later, like around the same time that they came. It was for his birthday when they came with her mom. And so his, his mom also. And at the end of the show, they told me that they came back for his anniversary because it was the last thing that they did together before he passed. And that this was something to remember him by. And it's like, wh what do you say back to right. this story that's that means so much to them? And it's me just, you know, dressing up as Britney Spears, whatever. Um, so it's things like that that really make all of it, you know, really worth it. But it's 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 exhausting sometimes. But I love it. Like, I wouldn't trade this for anything else, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I can't even imagine. I mean, it is a, a level of celebrity and, you know, you have that, that privilege of celebrity, but you also have that burden um, where, I mean, I could definitely see it. Like we often see with celebrities, like, okay, she didn't sign everyone's autograph or she didn't say hi to everyone. She's a total jerk and, mm -hmm. you know, whatever else. Um, so I can definitely understand that yeah. burden, what it takes on your spirit. Um, so 
yeah, it's definitely important, I guess, to have yeah. those self dates and just yeah, I do it, and I'll I'll go to the movies, I'll go go eat by myself, and I put a movie on like at the restaurant, and I just have my headphones on, and I'll be by myself, and it's my way of kind of just not doing anything with anybody else, just me. Um, and it's and people are like, why are you going to the movies by yourself? And I'm like, I, I like it. It's just it's my way of kind of like decompressing a whole weekend of just all this different energy that that's come through me and from the shows. So one question I have, and, and if it's off limits or taboo, please. Yes, I'm a man. No, (laughs) (laughs) Um, no. So when, when the makeup comes off, when, when you come out of Christy waters, um, are you able to separate yourself and all of the stress and all of the, all of the celebrity? um, And does that help, you know, keep you grounded or are you still recognized wherever you go? As yeah. Um, I still get recognized a lot. It's my nose. <laughs> I always tell people it's my nose. Um, but when I'm out of drag, I still go by Christy. Um, and I'll go out somewhere with friends or whatever. And it's, it's funny the amount of times I get recognized out of drag. Um, it's either my voice or my nose that like um, people recognize first. And they're like, are you Christy? And I'm like, yeah, nice to meet you. Um, Yeah, there's days that I'm like in like sweats or like I don't even want to be seen or whatever. And those are the days that everybody (laughs) just decides to be like, oh, my God, I know who you are. Um, You're like, no, you don't. I'm not. Yeah, it's like I'll be in a restaurant. I'm Sasha Colby. Leave me alone. I'm like, no. Um, But yeah, there's days we'll we'll go eat or whatever. And um, they just recognize me. And I mean, it's it's cool because it's like, oh, wow, like. I'm somebody, but then it's kind of like, I look like shit. Like, <laughs> don't take a picture. Like you would catch me on my Walmart yeah. day. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It happens a lot, but I mean, it's, it's also good because it's like, um, it, I guess it reassures me that people can, I don't know, like, um, that they recognize you or, um, that they see you. Yeah. But I, it, I don't ever let it go to my head. I'm not. I'm not the kind of person that's like, oh, I need a table here because I'm so-and-so. Do and, uh, you know who I am? Oh, I, I know a lot of girls that do that. Uh, I do it, like, jokingly with, like, friends. Uh-huh. But, like, when we go somewhere, they're like, oh, just tell me you're Christy. I'm like, no, girl. Like, we'll just we'll just wait like everybody else. Like, we can wait the 30 minutes at yeah. Olive Garden. It's going to be fine. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool that I get recognized a lot. Is there someone in, you know, in the past few years that you've worked with uh, that really stands out, and you're like, "Oh, this was an amazing person to work with, to collab with." Or uh, there's a couple. Um, Tony Andrews and Taryn Taylor are two of my really good friends. Uh, they work at a different club, um, but they are super humble and like they're just super genuine people. I remember um, when my dad passed. Taryn was uh, Taryn called me when she found out, and she's like, I'll, "Whatever you need, I'm there. I'll, if you need food or whatever." Um, during COVID, um, she would just make like drop off deliveries. Like mm-hmm. I made cookies or I made this and she would just bring them over. And it was just like the motherly instinct in her, you know, um, that just, she was always there for us. Um, but yeah, her and Tony are like two of my really good friends that whenever I need something, I'll, um, I call them and for like show wise. Um, yeah, they're, but they're, they're performers in the city. Outside of them, I have, like, my own little, like, family. Um, like, gay family, I guess you could call it. Okay. 
um, that's we're always together every day. It's like, you know, where are you at? We're like, uh, why are like they'll check on the the the, the locator location. The, yeah. Where what are you doing over there? And I'm like, just give me a minute. <laughs> Worry about yourself. <laughs> Sometimes it's okay to turn those yeah. off. That's that's what I've learned. <laughs> like, don't worry about where I'm at. Worry about you. <laughs> uh, is there anyone out there that that you haven't worked with that you're like, oh my god, I would die to work with? Uh, not really. Um, I mean, if it was like a like Gaga or Britney or um, any like yes, them. Um, but like other drag queens, I'm not really like starstruck anymore. Um, by other like like drag race girls or anything. Now, if I got to meet RuPaul, yeah, that'd be really cool. Um, I've seen him in person, but I've never met him. But I'm not really like, oh, I have to work with. If it happens, it happens. It's cool. Thanks for the picture. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I'm not um, like because I feel like we all do the same thing. We're all in the same playing field, whether you're on drag race or not. We're all playing football. And we're all trying to make a goal at the end of the day. And we're performing for drunk people at a club for a dollar. <laughs> like, if you really want to, like, break it down, we're all performing for drunk people for a dollar. And hoping that we go home with a lot of money. You know, so I, I always say that we're all just doing the same thing, but we just have different ways of doing it. I feel like as a DWI attorney, I'm kind of doing the same thing, working for drunk people for a dollar, yeah. trying to get that dollar. Yeah. Um, so, I was trying to do my research when um, when Joseph said that we were lucky enough to get you to do our show. Uh, so, I was watching a lot of your YouTube clips, and they uh -oh. go back oh, quite a ways yeah, away. Yeah, there's some that are just, just I wish I could delete them, but I don't know how. <laughs> uh, don't, because I, I absolutely love them. Um, so, I saw, you know, some Beetlejuice. Um, what, is there like a performance? Is there a particular song uh, that resonates to you as like, this was my favorite or I loved doing this one or maybe even the other way. Like, I hate that song. I never want to do it again. Um, I will say like, like looking back at those videos, that was a, that was a different Christy. Oh, really? Yeah. That was, um, an unhealthy Christy. If that makes any sense. Um, it was a very young me and I was kind of like impressionable. Okay. And kind of just going with the flow and trying to do, be with the cool kids. And um, so, yeah, I, I look back and I'm just like, oh, like, that's not me. Okay. Um, now it's kind of like, I don't really have like a favorite song. It's kind of just like, what's like the hot song in the moment? What, what I like right now? Because um, I kind of, I do a lot of different like artists and a lot of different um, themes, I guess you could say. Like with the brunch, it's it's always a different theme for every show, so you kind of have to just um, fall in line of what the theme of the show is. Um, if I could, I would just do um, Lady Gaga all the time, or um, I don't. Nobody knows who she is, but Jessie Ware. Um, she's a singer from the UK, like, but it's oh like, yes, I did see it's that. It's like yes. jazzy, um, yes, kind of like jazzy pop, slow music. Um, if I could just do like music for like the rest of my life, it would be her and Lady Gaga. Um, but I know I have to kind of keep up always with what the popular song is in the moment, especially with TikTok. Now you have to like 
get an audience in 30 seconds. And if you get them, then you're good. But if right. you haven't got them, you've lost them. Um, but yeah, looking back on those, it's just kind of like, oh, that's a, a whole other person. That was Chris Waters. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's someone else. Um, yeah. But now I'm like super more, super more. Um, I'm more in touch with who I am. Okay. Um, even outside of drag, like I'm, um, more aware of what to do now, I guess. It was and cool. Do you think that came with experience, with age, with maturity? It came with age because it was, yeah, back then I was trying to fit in and trying to be the skinny girl and doing whatever I can to be skinny. Uh, and now it's like, fuck that. <laughs> like starving myself, you know, before shows and um, doing whatever I could just to be, to fit a mold. Um, now it's kind of like, I'm, I love who I am. I love my body. Um, I don't let, because somebody on TV is skinny or, you know, listen to that kind of, cause it, back then it was, you had to be a certain fit or a certain, um, the, the mold mm -hmm. to be somebody. Um, and now it's like, mm, it's, if they like me, they like me. If they don't, they don't just keep walking. <laughs> So I have, uh, Joseph's telling me that we have about two more minutes. Uh, so there's, there's two areas that I wanted to get into. And oh my goodness, as I'm looking at Joseph's shoes, I forgot what those areas were. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I remember the first one. Um, if there was a young person coming up and, you know, just kind of like the way you, you took this leap, you went from something you'd never really done to like, you know what, I, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be amazing at this. What would you tell a young person who's sitting there and maybe not necessarily drag, but they're sitting there and they're like, there's this thing I'm really passionate about and, and I'd love to do, but I just don't know if it's, if it's going to pay the bills, if it's going to work out for me. Um, what type of advice would you give that person? I think in anything, it's, you just have to take a leap. Like you just got to try it because if you never try it, you'll never know if it's going to work. Um, you can try it and if it doesn't work, you'll never have to do it again, you know? But if you never take a leap of faith and just try something, you'll never know. So like when I quit teaching and all of that, it was kind of like, I'll never have benefits again. I'll never have any of this. And it's working for a hundred bucks a weekend. And um, thankfully now doing this and making it a business, I hit benefits with all of this. I have health insurance and I have all of this stuff that, as a kid, you don't think of, you don't think of, you know, your bills and, um, insurance and all of that. Um, but you know, getting older, it's like, you have to like, you know, have a savings account and have, you know, all these things that just, you don't ever, they don't ever teach you in school, you know? But yeah, I think it's just taking a leap and, um, trusting in yourself, you know, doing it for yourself. Don't do it for anybody else. Um, and never change who you are as a person for anybody else. I love that. Um, now that everyone who didn't know who you are on YouTube <laughs> has fallen in love, where can they find you? Um, online, you can find me Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Christy Waters. Um, and here in San Antonio at Paramore um, every weekend. I'm there Fridays through Sundays. Christy, it has been a pleasure talking Thank with you. you. Thank you so much for coming to join us. Folks, you have done it again. You have spent another hour kicking it with the Texas Chancla and our friend Christy Waters, San Antonio's most expensive water. Um, if you liked what you saw here, leave a comment, subscribe, uh, and go check out Christy's old stuff on YouTube before she deletes it. <laughs> <laughs>